This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. I'm Liz Gill, and I'm with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. Hello, Allison. Hey, Liz. Uh, we're going to talk about EVs, electric vehicles, between your vehicle repair questions. Um, according to Consumer Reports in 2010, there were just 1,900 electric vehicles sold in the U.S., and in 2018, last year, sales were 233,000, almost in a half. So they're coming up. Yes, they're, they're getting huge. They're getting big. Every manufacturer is just about getting to where they have at least, uh, if not an electric vehicle, a plug-in electric vehicle. So that's really interesting to see how well they're doing and performing and people are buying them. Maybe the, the wave of the future. The wave of the future. I believe so. Now, you have a Toyota hybrid. what? You, okay, yours is a hybrid. And yeah. a hybrid means? It's a gas with an electric motor and you don't plug it in. There's no plug it in and charging it up the gas motor charges up the electric battery okay Mm -hmm. all right so it's electric but it doesn't have the plug and it it, it generates it like from the brakes or something it generates it generates it from the brakes it generates it from the gas engine and that's what charges up the battery which runs the motor and the and the gas engine um, and it kind of works simultaneously together it's interesting and so do you work so that means it has to have an electric engine, or does it just have a, a big battery that powers the engine? I guess it doesn't. It doesn't have explosions to move pistons. It does have explosions to move pistons. The ICE internal combustion engine. It does have one, and it does have uh, an electric motors. It actually has two in the Toyota Prius, and how they work theirs. And uh, it's pretty pretty neat setup. Pretty fancy, but it all works together. And all I do is put a little gas in it occasionally, and I go. Well, so then I guess yours you don't have to do a lot of work on, but have you worked much on electric engines? No, not on electric. They um, So that's a good question, you know, about do they have many things that you even need to do to them? And their maintenance cost is lower, but there's not as much maintenance to do. You don't have to change the oil. You don't have fluids like that. And so it's a lot less maintenance to do. So, no, I have not gotten a chance to work on an electric vehicle yet. I can't wait. But this will be interesting to, to talk about it. I I tweeted out um, a Tesla owner's group and a Leaf owner's group and a Bolt owner's group. Uh, you know, we'd love for anyone who has an electric car to call in. We, we want to hear about it. We want to live vicariously through you. We want to hear about your experiences. Our number is one eight seven seven mpb Ring, and that works out to be one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You could also send us an email. Our address is auto at mpbonline.org. We are going to be talking about electric vehicles today, but that's just kind of to fill up space between your phone calls for Allison. Allison comes in every Thursday and volunteers to uh, answer our automotive questions for us, for everyone. And she also does the emails. You know, sometimes I see you send these emails late at night. So we Mm -hmm. appreciate Allison uh, 
helping us out on these. So I guess one of the things you think about with an electric vehicle that you do have to plug in is, well, that may be fine if I'm just making a trip up to Kroger, but if I'm making a trip to Dallas or I'm going to Atlanta, so what's the range on the electric plug-in that don't have the gas motors? So the the ones that uh, do, you do not um, have any gas motor whatsoever to assist it, their range is between, well, your average is about 250 miles. I know the Nissan Leaf is getting about 230. 30 miles and some of your higher end Teslas, which do cost a lot more, are around 330 miles. And then it varies in between those. So that's about the length. And that's that's a long distance. That's a, that's a pretty good range. That's more than ever I would have ever expected on these electric vehicles. When they, um, they had some that, well, I got to ride in one that was from the 70s one time. Pretty neat little car, but it couldn't go very far at all. And right. it was tiny and it had a little battery in it and everything. So things have changed a lot with battery technology and it keeps getting better. So the ranges keep getting longer and longer. And that's really fascinating with it. Um, so that you can get, if you you want to figure out what, what you drive on a daily basis, you might want to keep a gas car for long distance driving or rent one. But for your everyday, it's by far covering the range that you your average person drives um, times two to three times that. So that's it's got they've got great ranges these days. It might be a fun car to rent if you were in you know another part of the country. I know there are apps and maps of where charging stations are. I think in maybe other parts of the country they're a lot more frequently. I know there's one at the outlets of Mississippi in Pearl. There's a Tesla charging station. That's cool. I know there's one at the Whole Foods on Northside in Jackson too and then I'm sure there's other places that but I, and I guess you would get savvy at knowing where the yeah. charging stations are mm-hmm. and there are some charging stations that do it rapidly so you know if it was a restaurant you could you know drive 4 hours plug in at a restaurant eat and then you know, maybe be charged by the time you finished your meal and then go on. We may get to where we see these little plug-ins everywhere at, at some point. It, 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 you know, as popular as it's getting, as fast as it's growing, and as much as everyone is seeing that it's a good way to get around, and it's um, cheaper in a lot of ways, then um, it's going to get more popular. So we may eventually see where plug-ins are much more widespread. Two years ago, we were on vacation in Scotland at a little touristy hole-in-the-wall back of nowhere, and they had two vehicle charger things. So I think... You know, they want you to they want the tourists or or, you know, to pull over, charge up, do your shopping, have your little taste of have your little relaxing time. And then you can go about your merry way. That is cool. Let's take some calls now. We're going to go to Gulfport. Bill has called in. Bill, we're thank we're glad that you've called in on our electric vehicle day. What's your comment or question? I just wanted to give you uh, information about our experience with our new electric car. We have 500 miles on a Chevrolet Bolt, uh, and it's completely awesome. It's the most fun car I've had since my first car. Um, there are uh, the the maintenance required is changing the rotating the tires every 7,500 miles, and that's it. 
That's amazing. Until I get to 200,000 miles, and then they want you to uh, change the transmission uh, oil. Other than that, no maintenance. At two, um, I was curious about the transmission fluid on these vehicles. Um, so, it, But it says a 200,000-mile range on the fluid. Correct. That's correct. Don't do that's anything until 200,000 miles. And the batteries are guaranteed for eight years. Um, and... Um, uh, I uh, they they promise 234 miles range. Uh, it keeps track of your driving style. When I was driving this morning, it said around town I'll get 286 miles. Oh. Um, and uh, the other advantage I found out this morning is when you get in the car and turn it on, you instantly have heat because you don't have to heat up the engine. It's uh, yep. obviously electric, so um, it's been a wonderful experience, and I can't wait for more electric cars uh, to come along. We haven't uh, uh, done any charging on the road yet. We charge at home, but it's uh, very easy and convenient. And as, as for costs, uh, even though we pay a, a pretty good amount for our electricity, this is costing us 2 to $0.03 cents per mile to drive, and my 35-mile-per-gallon gasoline car is costing me 15 to $0.17 cents per mile. So oh, my gosh. It's, uh, it's a lot cheaper. That's so, way cheaper than I thought. Bill, do you have just a regular grounded outlet, or is it a thing like a dryer outlet, or did you have to get a special connection for charging your vehicle in your garage or carport? That's a good question. They have a regular 110 volt uh, that you can plug into any outlet that comes with the car. Uh, as an option, we had uh, we bought the 240 volt charger because we already had 240 or 220 volts in the garage anyway. So you wire this thing in, and when you come home, you just plug it in, and it, it charges. So if you use the regular house current charger, it does take a while to charge. It'll, it'll take you overnight uh, to charge. Uh, we haven't done that yet, but with the 220, it charges very quickly. The the fast chargers you're talking about are direct current chargers at, at some of these places you can drive to, and those will give you, I think it's uh, 90, 90 miles in 30 minutes, but I'm not exactly sure. I haven't tried that yet. Okay. Uh, the other thing is it's uh, incredibly responsive. Uh, uh, it goes faster than any car I've ever had, uh, zero to 60 in six seconds. Uh, and and uh, uh, it's Gosh, quiet. Uh, so anyway, it's been a total joy to, to drive. Well, and I, Amazing. you know, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around some of the things um, because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know some electricity things. But, uh, like, for example, when you go to a restaurant, a lot of times they'll give you a glass of water for free. Mm-hmm. Walk. McDonald's now charges a dollar. Thank you very much. But anyway, <laughs> you know, you can get water for free. So there are charging stations that are free. And I haven't quite figured out why they're free or how that happens. But then, Bill, I've also heard that some electric companies, you you, you don't get just charged per how much electricity you used. If you use it during a high demand time, it costs more. But if you are using electricity at midnight when there's not as much high demand, then you can get more electricity for your money. Mm-hmm. So... You know, even if you do have to plug your car in for eight hours, it doesn't cost as much at night as if you had plugged it in for eight hours during the day. That's correct. Mm-hmm. I think those rules vary state by state. Right. And uh, it also varies. Uh, uh, some people want to attract business, so they'll, they'll give you free electricity to come to their business. Uh, but that just varies uh, place by place. Uh, and I, I'm not exactly sure about the different connector types. 
this particular connector type is very common. I'm not sure if Tesla uses a different connector type. There's a few different ones, unfortunately. I'd like to see that get universal. Correct. And I'm sure something will Absolutely. with yeah. that, you would, you would like to think. Bill, we are tickled pink that you called and shared your experiences with us. We really appreciate that. Thank you. No worries. I can't recommend it highly enough, and I never thought I'd own a Chevy. (laughs) Uh, Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's really neat. And I know those are good-looking little vehicles. One more thing. It is the the highest range available short of a Tesla, but obviously much less expensive than a Tesla. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you, Bill. We appreciate it. All right, Timothy and Sippy, I want you to hang on. We're going to continue our discussion of electric cars when we come back from a break. But if you have a problem with your vehicle, that's exactly why we have Allison here. Call us at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You could also send us an email to auto at mpbonline.org. Is your car under recall? We'll have a list of a couple of ones that are when we come back. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to AutoCorrect with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. I'm Liz Gill. If you can't listen to our show all the way through live, do find our podcast. And if you're listening to this as a podcast, we'd love to hear what you're doing when you are listening. So email us auto at mpbonline.org. There's only a couple of recalls this week. The 2019 Mazda CX-9, a rubber compound used for prototype production, was accidentally mixed into rubber compound for standard production, leading to diminished tire tread strength, tread separation, and instability, increasing the risk of a crash, and a remedy is not yet available. So there you go, Mazda CX-9 2019 owners, but uh, keep an eye on your tires. The 2019 Dodge, um, excuse me, Dodge Challenger and Charger dealers will replace the front wheels and inspect and replace the front tires as necessary. Additionally, dealers will inspect the wheel alignment and adjust as necessary. Both repairs will be done for free. You can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration's website, NHTSA. Goodgrief.gov <coughs> slash recall and inputting your VIN number. It's the weather change. I've got a little bit of that going on, too. I uh, was sneezing on the way in a good little bit, coughing a little bit. Okay. We're talking about electric vehicles. Let's go to Sippy and see what Sippy has to say from Vicksburg. Hey. Go ahead, Sippy. Um, I'm calling about, I have a couple of friends with hybrids, and 
they were kind of felt, um, you know, they they had to pay more for their taxes and road privileges, and it went up pretty high. And so it was kind of like being penalized for doing your worldly duty. <laughs> It um I yeah I had to pay uh, an extra seventy five dollars when I got my tag renewed this past couple of years, but um it's still worth it. It's okay. It's still actually that has to do with politics a lot, and um so it does it, it, who you vote for does affect kind of how that plays out. Well, in I think the a lot of it has world. to do with. Um, if you're using gasoline, so much of the gas price goes to taxes to maintaining mm-hmm. the roads and infrastructure. And mm-hmm. if you're not paying for gas, but you're still driving on it, mm-hmm. they're trying to find another way to recoup it. So that's what they're doing. But yeah. I kind of didn't like how high they asked for you to pay. Yeah. It was a little bit absorbent. Um, but yes, so it really is kind of being penalized on the gas situation. But that's the that's the same thing we're trying to we're going to have to get off of. So. Right, okay. right. For your uh, information. Well, Thank if, you. If uh, if it's uh, seventy five dollars and you divide that by fifty two, that's like a dollar and a half a week. Right. Which was would maybe be I don't know how much the gas taxes if you filled up your car every mm-hmm. week. Right. Right. I had yeah. to step out and get some uh, uh, water. Did did you get into the the tax rebates? Did she, did Sippy ask about that? Were you asking about that too, Sippy? The uh, tax rebates that you get when you buy an electric vehicle. Oh, I, I'm going to come in after that. I just got on the. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Yeah, there uh, there are tax incentives for electric car purchases. There's an IRS tax credit for $2,500 to $7,500 per new EV purchased in the U.S. beginning this year. And the credit will phase out when at least 200,000 qualifying vehicles manufactured by each manufacturer have been sold in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So after the Leafs and the Bolts and the uh, Teslas or whatever, uh, after yeah, whatever, the most whatever it is, mm-hmm. after they've sold 200,000 of each of those. So check out, if you're interested in the tax credit, you need to check to see if it's available on the model that you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go to Timothy, who is on a dirt road in Louisiana. Timothy, thanks for calling in to autocorrect today. Go ahead. Good morning. Yes. Um, I had ex- I've got an old experience in an EV1. <clears throat> okay. You know, which were not sold. They were leased. Okay. And I had a buddy who got one of the first ones. And I went with him from Long Beach, California to Big Bear Mountain. And we went up into the mountains. And I'm watching the fuel gauge, you know, the energy gauge, go down as we're going there. And I'm going, where are we going to recharge up there? We're going to be up there forever, you know? And he says, don't worry about it, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. So we go up there to the, to, on the mountain and do our business and then as we're headed back down the regenerative braking uh that it was in the wheels of that vehicle got us up to 90 percent by the time we got back down to the flatland oh wow so it was just really amazing and he bought one of the first priuses 
and hacked it to charge be his house battery. He lived off the grid. Yeah. And had solar and wind, and it became his backup house battery as well as his car. You know? I've heard of other people doing that in yes. in storms or emergency situations, using the Prius as a generator. Yeah. Basically, yep. I've done it. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I, I, I live off the grid myself, so um, I, I wish I'd gotten a Prius. But the road I live on, I live on an unmarked dirt road. Yeah, that gets no parachute. You know, I mean. It is bad sometimes. Probably don't get much traction with that. Some one thing I've noticed with my Prius is the traction control is not that great. It it uh, it uh it just does not like off road conditions at all. Yes, I've got a Scion XB. I used to have one of those. And my second one, the first one I got in the rear end, I had one of those gypsy uh, um, uh, car wreck guys stop in the middle of the freeway on the way and I. I I come around a truck and reared him at 70 miles an hour. Goodness. Walked away without injury. Oh, wow. And I told the car, but I said, man, any car that you could hit a, you know, a, hit a full-stop vehicle at 70 miles an hour to walk away from, that's the car for me. So I went out and got another one, you know. I love the Scion lineup. Uh-huh. All of them are really, really great cars. And they most of them have the Corolla engine in it, which you, yep. uh, which is a great engine most years. And so, yeah, I absolutely love them. Yes, the only thing I don't car. like is that in order to do a head <clears throat> job, you have to remove the engine. Yeah, that's not good. Are you sure no. about that? <laughs> oh, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. When I bought my car, I got the full shop manual. Oh, you know, okay. The, yeah. The mm-hmm. two manuals, which has all the codes and everything in there. And then the electrical. It, you know, yeah, everything. And, you know, I mean, yes, you have to, you know, drop the engine because you can't lift it out. You have to drop the engine just, you know, leave the whole clip, the front clip together. Wow. Jack up, you know, the, leave it down on the ground, jack up the motor. I mean, jack up the car, move it out of the way, and do your head job, and then drop it back on, you know. It's not that big a deal. All right. Well, that's fascinating. Timothy, thank you so much for calling in. We we love it when you call in to MPB. Thank you. You have a good day, too. Let's go to Kent, who is calling in from Mobile. Kent, thanks for being a part of AutoCorrect today. Go ahead. Hi. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Yeah, I uh, purchased a Honda Clarity uh, about a year and a half ago. Uh, There don't seem to be too many of those around here, but they're a a plug-in hybrid. And I thoroughly love the vehicle. My wife and I live in Westmobile and have, you know, a relatively limited range of things that we do. But we drive the car around during the day, and then we plug it in overnight. Next morning, it's fully charged, ready to go. We do the same thing. So it's not hard to take care of. And we plug it in in just a regular 110. We, don't, we didn't buy the, the X uh, uh, package to install this higher-powered higher charging station in our garage. We just plug it in the regular wall and it charges it up overnight. No big problem. Like the a cell real, phone. <laughs> the real thing that salespeople on this car. I've had it a year and a half. It has a seven-gallon gas tank for the engine. I've put 11 gallons in the car. <laughs> really? It, 
in a year and a half that shows oh. how little actually run the engine. My wow. wife runs it, runs the battery out every once in a while just so she can burn the engine because we don't want the gas to go stale. Uh, right. Huh. It, well, y'all might want to move into just a full electric car. Well, we but, could. But, you know, just a thought. But um, that's fascinating. I would have assumed that that you would have used more gas than that, you know. <laughs> well, that's yeah. really interesting. Well, like I say, we live in a, you know, we, we're both retired, and we don't drive very far at a time, you know, five or ten miles. Then we come home, then we go five or ten more miles, and so on. Uh, we have found one difference in the mileage, uh, depending on the cli- on the weather, Uh in the warmer weather, we get 50 to 60 miles per charge, and when it gets cooler, we get around 40 to 50 miles. Uh, so the cooler weather, like it's coming on now, uh, we'll probably have to charge her up a little more frequently, but um, that's the only thing that I've noticed about it uh, as uh, it's not really a problem, it's just something that I noticed about it. We get fewer miles per charge in the cooler time. Uh, this doesn't seem like this would be a good car for Minnesota. <laughs> right. So that was something I was reading about in my research is that the weather, the cold extremes, whether it's extremely hot or extremely cold, will make the battery have to work harder and it uh-huh. and it loses power quicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Kent, uh, you said the, you don't travel very far, but have you noticed are there many recharging stations in the Mobile area? Yeah, there's at, at the malls and at oh, wow. uh, shopping centers and places like that. And Someone something. a while ago asked about why they do that. Well, they want the business. Right. <laughs> they, want, they want people to come and charge their vehicles. Be progressive. Yeah. Um, yeah, mean. there are a few charging stations around. I haven't had to use them because, like I say, I charge mine up at home. Yep. Um, we, have a, yeah. we also have a Honda Odyssey that we've had for five or six years and we use that when we go out of town we haven't really taken the clarity out of town because we don't need to uh right. this would not be a particularly helpful or particularly useful vehicle if i was going to drive it to montgomery mm-hmm. uh, or something like that although it would have the range using the uh, gas engine uh it wouldn't you'd be defeating the purpose to take it out on on the highway like that right it's perfectly serving my purpose it might not serve somebody else's but it's working great for me (laughs) wow we're getting some good reviews here on these cars all right kent we're so glad that you shared with us thank you you're welcome All right, we're talking about electric vehicles, but we're taking your car repair questions about uh, any kind of uh, car repair, and we'll continue with that after the break. Our number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You could also send us an email to auto at mpbonline.org. What's an unreliable car to not buy? We'll get to that after the break. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. 
The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, is our expert. I'm Liz Gill, and I hope you've downloaded our app for your smartphone, the MPB Public Media app. And thank you for your contributions to Mississippi Public Broadcasting. We rely on your contributions to maintain our towers, our stations, to purchase our national programming, to pay salaries. So in addition to listening to our show on the MPB Public Media app, you can also click the support button and make a contribution. Hey, our phone lines are open, guys. This is a rarity. So call in now with your questions. We are talking about electric vehicles, but uh, that's just in between your calls. So Allison's sitting here. You guys need to give her something to do. Give her a call. one 672 7464 877-MPB-RING to take some calls, uh, either about your electric vehicle or just about anything. Oh, okay. Here I got it. Here, here's mine. Okay. okay. My van, the Grand Caravan mm-hmm. minivan. It's due for an oil change, so I don't know if it needs a lubrication or something. The steering wheel, it makes a big squeak. Oh, no. Oh, well, so that's the power steering. It sounds like either it's got a power steering leak yeah, it's leaked out or either the uh-huh. power steering its pump itself is going out, which okay. we have the same year van. Yeah. Isn't it 99? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Mine's a 2005 2005. Um, I had the power steering pump go out on mine, so oh, it's, okay. it's still possible that's the same style pump. Well, or and there's a check engine light on that probably has to do. It says oh, it's no. the airbag in the steering wheel, so maybe it's okay. the steering wheel something. Okay. Any, no, no, right, no okay. that's going to be separate, two separate oh, okay. things. Sorry. All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> I wish it was uh, the same. <laughs> all right. Okay. <laughs> Call in if you're driving around with your check engine light. Consumer <laughs> Reports has a list of vehicles that have a record of much worse than average overall reliability based on subscriber responses to their annual auto survey. Today, we're going to caution you about the Chevy Malibu. There's a 2002 and 2013. They both have some engine problems. But please consider reading up on the reliability of this car or any used car before you purchase it. Suggests Consumer Reports. And carcomplaints.com is another resource for unreliable car lists. But if you're interested in reviews of new cars, Casey Williams, the automotive correspondent for WFYI, a public radio station in Indianapolis, he's reviewed cars and covered the auto industry for over 25 years. He has reviews online for the Jeep Gladiator EX. I'm sorry, XMT. And there was an article in the USA Today about that today. It's extreme oh, mountain truck, something, M truck. They're making it for the Army, this huh, gladiator. Okay. Uh, there's also uh, reviews about the Volvo XC40, the VW Jetta GLI, and the 2020 Hyundai Palisade. Hmm. 
So you can go to our website to find his website. We're talking about electric cars, but Allison's here. We'll take any of your car repair questions, or I'll just give her all of mine because I always have something wrong with our cars. Mm-hmm. Um, our number is one eight seven seven mpb ring that's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four but we do have a call we're going to go to fulton and talk with rebecca rebecca thanks for calling in to autocorrect today go ahead good morning good morning hi i was just wondering if y'all will be coming up to north mississippi for an event anytime soon Ooh, i'd love to if we could create something or do we have anything going on in North well, Mississippi? Well, we've we've spent our promotional budget, <laughs> but uh, for the rest of the for, year, for the rest of the year, uh, we were on the coast and then we were in Jackson. So North Mississippi will be our next stop. So if you know of any good car shows or any car events, or if anybody knows of any good car events, please email us auto at mpbonline.org. Um, Allison, I am going up to Olive Branch for Thanksgiving. Yep. If you want to yep. come, maybe we can <laughs> hang out at those outlets in South Haven uh, for uh, Thanksgiving shopping and, and say hi. <laughs> That's kind of a joke because we're not really planning on that, and she'd have to get her own hotel room. But yep. no, but really, yeah, we are interested in in um, coming around. And yeah. uh, if individuals are... Members of the MPB Foundation. Every year, uh, we go and greet some of our contributors, and we bring along hosts, and we bring along uh, MPB staff. Is that always in Oxford? As far as the North Mississippi? No, no, they've gone. They went it? to South Haven also. It. Okay. It's and we kind of mm-hmm. spread it around, rotated around. To Memphis. I'd love to go to Memphis. Since we, have we do have lots of Memphis there, and uh, we Mobile. should also go down to Mobile. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's cool. Rebecca, okay. you're giving us lots to think about. We'll pull out our calendars and uh, sync up with you, okay? Okay, well, thank you so much. Oh, thanks, oh. Rebecca. We're glad that you called in. We're talking about electric vehicles, but we would love to take your car questions about most anything. You know, we've had some calls. What was it? Uh, Kent and Bill talked about uh, their rave reviews on their uh, their EVs, and you know, the maintenance that mm-hmm. that alone right there sounds like a great thing to have. Right, and for some people, I know maintenance is hard to keep up with in our busy life. It's hard for me to keep up on my own cars. You know, I I'm pretty detailed with it, and it's still a little bit difficult. Um, so this. An extended range of of not needing maintenance is awesome, awesome, awesome. For our busy lives these days, it just fits right in. We don't have the time we used to. It's, everything's packed and full with activities, and that just helps so much. And I know a lot of people get behind on their oil changes and everything, and so this eliminates that. You don't have oil changes on an electric motor. Now, you still have oil changes in the motor, the plug-in, hybrid or a plug-in electric vehicle um but that's probably it's probably takes you forever to have to do that if it's barely running no air filter replacement you would have an air filter on that okay on you, you, that would be the same as a regular car but your mileage you would be basing it on something different to know when to change it versus the miles of the car because it's not running the whole time the car is running so that would be a little different i imagine it would make it having a very long interval between oil changes 
which is good, really good. And we talked about you can get a special whoop-de-doo plug if you mm-hmm. have a plug-in, but also you could just plug it in like a regular mm-hmm. three-prong. Yeah, you can do that, and that takes it, it charges overnight then, apparently, and then the faster one will charge it within, you know, an hour or something like that. And so big, big difference there, but that's that's pretty neat that you can just plug it in anywhere. I love that. All right, let's go to Germantown, Tennessee, and Wesley's called. Thanks for calling in, Wesley. Go ahead. Yeah, hi, folks. Hi. Um, yeah, I have a 2017 uh, RAV4, <coughs> Toyota RAV4 hybrid. Yeah. And I really like the car. I mean, it oh, it handles wonderfully. And I never have any problems with it except one thing that happened to me early on. That is, uh, one morning I went out and parked in my garage, and it wouldn't start. And it turns out that there was creatures eating wires during the night. And so um, I had Mm -hmm. to, you know, when I called Toyota, they said, well, just bring it on over. And it's, no, no, it's in my garage. It won't move. (laughs) <laughs> and um, so, you know, I had to have a, a, a towing service come. And when they came, they they tried to, uh, they, because of the configuration of the driveway, they couldn't just hook right up. And they uh, tried to uh, uh, put it in neutral. And they couldn't make it go into neutral because the uh, electronics had been screwed up. And so another towing service had to come that puts those little things under the wheels and and does each each wheel so they could get it out of the garage. And um, it was an expensive repair. Now, that had nothing to do really with uh, the car itself, although I did hear that somebody from Toyota said that the wiring they used was kind of delicious for (laughs) certain kind of creatures. Well, they they started using a soy-based... Um, insulator in there. Yeah, and it's it is delicious to chipmunks, to rats, to squirrels. Unfortunately, but I did notice that um, you know if if the vehicle had to be towed, I mean it could be a little little bit more tricky than the average car because um, if the electronic isn't working, you you can't really put it in neutral, and I think. There's a way to do it, but you have to be very careful about it, or else you'll damage the car. Well, Wesley, we're glad you've shared that with all of our listeners. So now that they know when they call to ask for a tow, they have to say, oh, do you have those individual wheel dollies? Right. Yeah. Right. Now, if the car is positioned in a place where you can easily get a a tow truck up to it, um, that might not come into play, but um, I mean, if you have to roll it a little bit and the electronics won't let you put it in neutral, you're kind of screwed on, on that <laughs> without those uh, uh, dollies. Yeah. All right. Well, Wesley, thank you so much. I'm glad you enjoy your Toyota RAV4 hybrid. I do. All right. Well, we're discussing electric vehicles. Uh, Some more when we come back from our last break. We're also taking your vehicle repair questions. Our number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. We're going to 
go to our break now, but you can always send us an email. Our address is auto at mpbonline.org. And what's coming up, we'll tell you in just a moment. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show from our website, autocorrect.mpbonline.org. And we aren't going to be in North Mississippi soon, but Allison, you've got something coming up in the Jackson metro area uh, the week of Thanksgiving? I sure do. We were going to do a demo um, this past week, but the temperature was crazy, as everyone knows in Mississippi how cold it was. So we moved it to the week of Thanksgiving on the Tuesday, um, and that's going to be at 11 a.m. It's going to be a demonstration, an under-the-hood demonstration, as I'm uh, going to call my, my demonstrations these days and we're going to be talking about everything cars and just starting from the beginning and seeing where everyone's at and what people need to know answer questions and talk about where's the dipstick where's the oil where do you add the oil to it what what is power steering fluid where is that at and just simple simple basic questions so anyone is welcome to come all ages are welcome and i'd uh, love to meet you there love to see you and that's at the uh rankin county public library the brandon one on the spillway yeah, I think it's technically called the Res- Reservoir Spillway Library. Okay. And that would be especially good, I think, for maybe the kids that are out of school that week, a little something to to learn about cars, whether they're driving mm-hmm. or getting ready to learn how to drive. Yeah, and there's a little garden beside there, a botanical garden, if you want to take a walk or bring your dog, and then just to get in the reservoir area in general and maybe get out and shop and then stop by and, and hang out with me for about an hour. Fantastic. And once again, we'll have that information on our website site autocorrect.mpbonline.org. Let's go to Van Cleve. Dan, thanks so much for calling in to Autocorrect today. Go ahead. Yeah, I've got a 94 Mazda B4000. It runs like a champ, but it has a problem <clears throat> that no one has been able to put their finger on, and I've had two or three suggestions, but it involves electronic components on the engine, that this is what it does. I'll be going down the road, and sometimes when I go to pass, I'll give it the gas, and it'll take off like a rabbit. But sometimes it just goes, uh, 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 and I have to put it in neutral, rev it up two or three times, pull it back in gear, and she'll take off. This also happens occasionally when I stop at a stop street where I'm going to pull into oncoming traffic. Uh, 80% of the time it just takes off. But every once in a while, 
I'll start to pull out and it'll do that coughing and then I have to quick drop it in neutral and then rev it up real quick and try to get out in front of the car that's coming. You you follow me? And uh, I haven't had anybody uh, give me a definite answer as to what they think it might be. And I've had this thing for like five years and it's been doing it all the whole time. Interesting. Well, you need to let someone that you trust to diagnose it. A really good mechanic is what you need because it it could be a fuel pump issue. It could be a throttle body issue. There's a f- few things that come to mind that it could be. Electrical, not so much. As, it's, it's more um, mechanical, maybe to me, like the fuel pump's trying to give out sometimes under, it sounds like, when you're getting on it is when you're having the problem and like it's not able to pump that's just that's just theory me just thinking off the top of my head without having looked at it myself but you need someone you can trust to look at it and diagnose it properly i would find a good old mechanic's been doing it for years and who has experience with cars in the 90s um and can help you with that because that's before OBD two, which is that's OBD one, which would be you'd want someone familiar with that. So maybe these older mechanics. Yeah, I couldn't even find anybody with an OB, OBD one uh, scanner, but uh, they've given me. Uh, no one gave me a fuel pump thing. That you're the first person to mention fuel pump, but they said, well, maybe you're fuel pump has come loose in the tank and you need to keep more gas in it. So I've been keeping at least a quarter of a tank at all times, but it doesn't matter if it's got a quarter of a tank, a half a tank, or three quarters of a tank, it still does it. So it's not the fuel in the uh, in the tank that's doing it. Right. And they said that maybe it was a atmospheric barometric sensor on the top of the engine, but it right. does it when it's hot, when it's cold, uh, it doesn't seem to matter when barrel, the barometric pressure is different because I have a barometer in the house here, and I check the barometric pressure every day, and mm-hmm. I log it, and um, it doesn't seem to be the thing. Then there's one other thing up there that um, uh, another electronic component that's just on the top of the engine, but I'm not going to just let them start switching out electronic components on top, and you say maybe it's the fuel pump. No, you well, don't. You need someone good to diagnose it that you trust it and not be getting opinions anymore. Let someone good and, you know, find someone good in your area. Where where do you live in Van Cleve? Van Cleve. Um, Oh, Van Cleve, that's where that's I did where you the did demonstration that car clinic, yeah. at Cole's Service Center down there. I was very impressed with their ability to work on anything. So are you familiar with them? Absolutely. I've used them for decades. Then that's who I would recommend to do this higher-end diagnostics. They have plenty of equipment there for that and years of experience. So and one I thing, recommend them. Dan, that I know Allison has said in the past is don't let people just start replacing things willy-nilly because then you're paying for work that may not be broken. Oh, I know. The electronic yeah. components I could change myself. They're all right there on top of the engine. Right. West Cole is a personal friend of mine. And I've mentioned this to him, and he's actually driven it a couple of times, and he scratches his head, and he says, I'm not really sure, Dan. I said, well, I sure would like to figure this out because it can be dangerous pulling out into traffic. And I live right on Highway 57, so 
If West Cole is mystified, then I am sure it is it is something that's a little bit complicated to find. I would ask him if he's okay with just keeping it for a while and and looking at different things till he can figure it out. If you can drop it off with him, something like that would be the ideal situation. This might take a little time to figure out. I think he needs to take it and drive it home. Me too. To driving it, you know, because that's that's the only way you're going to figure it out. Dan, we've got to go. Thank you so much, Buford. I'm sorry we can't hear about your squirrels damaging your car, but I guess if if we don't use plastics, if we use the soy based things, that's going to be tasty for the rodents. Uh, that's going to wrap us up for today's AutoCorrect. Thank you, Jay White. Thank you, Kevin Farrell. Thank you, Michelle McAdoo. It's a team who puts on this show, and. So for Allison Walker, who you can follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram as The Lady Auto Mechanic, I'm Liz Gill. Up next is our Thursday Southern Remedy Show, Kids and Teens. But join us next week at 10 a.m. for AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. 